You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Logan Leckie. Hey, I'm Grant Sabatier, and this is the Earn and Invest podcast. I'm a passionate guy, and from time to time, I've tried to turn these passions into businesses. As a 10-year-old, I convinced a commercial vendor to sell me cases of baseball cards and sold them through wanted ads in a magazine. I lost money on that one. As a young adult, I broke into the secondary art market and bought and sold hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of paintings through eBay and my own website. My unsold inventory still hangs on my walls today. And as a burned out attending physician, I created a website called CrisisMD to help virtually counsel and translate the medical system into understandable language for people or family members in the midst of a medical crisis. I eventually shut that one down due to the regulatory complexities of giving medical advice across state lines. When I discovered the financial independence movement, I was able to pull back from work as a doctor and follow my passion for communication and eventually podcasting without any economic repercussions. But what if I had come to fire much earlier in my life before I was economically stable? Could I have turned this passion into a business, into something that would help others as well as myself? How would I have done that? Do you know one way the top 1% have sustained generational wealth? By allocating an average of 10 to 30% of their wealth into blue chip artwork. And while top tier art used to be inaccessible to the everyday investor, Masterworks is revolutionizing the art market landscape. Masterworks.io gives you access to the asset class of the top 1% so you can invest in multi-million dollar paintings from artists like Picasso, Warhol, and Basquiat. My listeners even receive priority access to their newest offerings. Get started at masterworks.io slash EAI. That's masterworks.io slash EAI. See important disclaimers at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. When Logan Leckie embarked on his own fire journey, he became frustrated with the lack of products and services to help young professionals engage with their finances. Having worked in the startup world as well as a stint at a global investment bank, Logan decided to combine his experience and passion to found the Topia app. Grant Sabatier is one of the best-known success stories of the fire movement. Author of the international best-selling book, Financial Freedom, founder of the Financial Freedom Summit, and creator of Millennial Money. For the past 10 years, Grant has been on a mission to spread the FIRE movement. Logan and Grant, welcome to Earn and Invest. 
Logan, I want to start with a quote from your website. You say, Topia gives you the power to reach financial independence and choose how you spend your time, your Topia, creating the life you want to live. How much of creating that life, the life you want to live, has to do with money? A lot of it has to do with money. You need, you need to unlock that, 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 that financial independence um, to enable you to, to, to gain that power to, to choose how you spend your time. So without the ability to, to control your money, you don't, you don't unlock that ability to choose how you spend your time. And that's one of the kind of key messages we try and embed into the onboarding process in Topia, which is master your money, master your time. So that's a conclusion that sometimes takes people a while to get to. Let's talk about your evolution, Logan. How did you discover the financial independence retire early movement? So I was I was in a job which which I wasn't hugely passionate about. I was working pretty long hours and generally had a pretty poor quality of life. I found myself taking my frustration out on the internet or on Google stumbled across a blog which was Mr. Money Moustache and was just completely hooked. And I like to say I ended up down the FI rabbit hole, which was just demolishing every piece of content I could feast my eyes on and pretty much spent you know, most of the weekend reading and, and listening about FI. And it just made so much sense to me. You know, there was this kind of process and this methodology which 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 you could follow and at the end of it you unlocked that ability to choose how you spend your time and like you quoted you know create create that life which which you want to live on your terms so that that was my kind of entrance entrance into the fi world and and haven't really looked back ever since Talk to me about first encountering our other guest today, Grant Sabatier and his book Financial Freedom and why did you eventually decide to reach out to him? Yeah, great question. So I went down the FI rabbit hole, started my own FI journey and and quickly realized that there were these kind of big FI kind of ambassadors who who were kind of leading the movement and at the forefront of them. And of course, Grant, Grant was one of them. And I read his book as part of my FI feast phase where I was where I was reading all this content. And it just resonated with me. And I just immediately thought he shared my vision of there's this great movement, like how can we expand it? How can we open it up to more people and make it ultra accessible? So I thought, I, I, saw, I thought I sure, I'm sure Grant gets inundated with, with emails and requests. So I sent him out one email, waited a few months, sent him out another one where I'd kind of mapped out my vision on a couple of, couple of PowerPoints and then you know, didn't think much of it, didn't, didn't, didn't think I'd get a response. And little did I know, Grant came back to me and um, before I knew it, we were, we were jumping on a call. I love that term, the five feast phase. Anyone who's gone through this knows exactly what you're talking about. Grant, talk about that. I mean, you must get a huge amount of correspondence, especially after the popularity of financial freedom. What about Logan stood out to you? Yeah, I get a couple hundred emails every day from all over the world, often from readers just you know thanking me for the book or something that I shared in my own story. And Logan did sort of the best thing that you can do, which is stay persistent and provide as much detail as possible. And so when he first reached out, I remember seeing the email, hey, you know, read your book, liked your book, love the fire movement, going to create an app. You know, I'd heard that pitch probably 20 or 30 times before from people. And, you know, I just didn't, didn't think a whole lot of it. And then he reached back out 
I think probably six months later or so with an update. Hey, you know, we've gotten the app together. Here's where we're at. Here's what we've accomplished. Check this out. And so there was an actual sort of context that went a bit deeper. So, you know, number one, that persistence was was key. And number two, showing real movement you know, for me is the sign of commitment. And, you know, I liked what I saw. I liked the tone. You know, I was, I was excited. I just sold millennial money. I was sitting in Palm Springs, just kind of, you know, just, just in the sun, probably coming, coming, coming out of the pool, you know, just pumped up. We, we decided to, to chat. And then even other life circumstances, you know, I wasn't able to chat as much. And so we kind of lost touch. And once again, Six months later, and this is only maybe uh, you know two or three months ago, Logan reaches out again. Hey, Grant, check out the app now. Here's where we're at. You know, check out this demo. You know, all these things. And so he he kept at it. And so it was at that point that I was like, you know, you've you've gone so far and developed a really amazing tool. I mean, I'm super impressed with how Logan's taken all sort of the core precepts of the fire movement and bake them into an app that you can learn all about it really quickly. You can link up your bank accounts. It's the best financial independence app that I've ever seen. You know, we often use the the personal capitals or the mints or, you know, the YNABs. And and this is specifically designed to help you reach financial independence. And there's really nothing like it. So I was impressed by the technology, by Logan's story and just by the by the commitment. You know, he stuck with it and he actually built something and created it. And it's already adding value to thousands of users in the UK. So it's, it's, it's actually working. And so, you know, I decided to join on as an advisor and an investor and, you know, dip my toe into the startup world a bit and help out as much as I can. You said a few interesting things there. First, you said it's one of the best financial independence apps, but from what I can tell, it's actually probably one of the only fire apps that I've ever heard of, unlike personal capital, which is just more of a general personal finance budgeting app. You also talked about persistence. And, uh, you know, for people listening right now, I wanted to try to draw that line, Grant, between persistence and annoyance, because many of us do read something that compels us. And our first thought, especially in today's internet age, is it's so easy to reach out to that content, content creator. Is there a line to be drawn? Like, when is persistence good? And for you as a content creator, when does it cross the line over to annoyance? Yeah, I'll I'll come to that through the side door a bit. And I want to say that, you know, I just recently turned 36 years old and Logan is, I believe, I think you're 24, 25, 25. One of the coolest things about the fire movement is there are these waves of 10 years that that happen. And so, you know, Pete, Mr. Money Mustache is in his mid forties. I'm in my mid thirties. Now there's this whole new generation of people in their mid twenties, you know, you've got the Cody Berman's obviously, you know, who's been on the show and was my book tour manager and is a good friend of mine. Who's, you know, 25, already a millionaire, you know, and you have people like Logan who, you know, are standing on the shoulders of everyone that I stood on the shoulders of. And it's, it's an incredible byproduct of, you know, the internet, that information only accelerates over time. And so what, you know, when I started this journey, there were very, very few people writing about it. You know, I had your money or your life, but I was really alone in this journey, in this process. Now there are millions of people pursuing financial independence and a part of this movement all over the world. And so the coolest thing is just for me to see it moving even faster and people who are starting at the same age I was starting at so far ahead. And so that was one of the things that really excited me about Logan 
was I saw myself in him. You know, I was like, if I was 25 starting this now, I would be building an app. That's exactly what I would want to be doing. This is perfect. You know, obviously I'm not going to go out myself and build an app because I'm already fine. I've got so many projects, but how can I help someone who's doing this and try to amplify their message and be involved in the journey? You know, I'm not involved in Topia, you know, to get rich or to, you know, even thinking about it to, to, to grow my money. I want to be a part of this journey of helping reach people on their financial independence path and helping accelerate that. And a tool, an app is an essential part today, especially to, to help you do that to the point of reaching out to me as a content creator. You know, it's one of those things where I get so much love from so many people. I also get so many requests, you know, just like I know you do, Jordan, about, you know, to be on your show. The one thing that's cool is as, as you do this long enough, you're able to see through the clutter a lot easier. I feel kind of like I'm in the matrix a bit when I check my email because I can go through literally 500 emails a day, you know, in, in like 20 minutes, just and, and, and just the cream rises to the top. I have certain systems. And so for me, it's sort of, a, you know, if, if you're going to make a pitch, if you lead with a personal story, you're going to get my attention. And it, it's not sort of a con game. But if you, if you share who you are, and how my work impacted you. And if there's an ask there, you know, people often reach out and want autographed copies of my book, you know, for gifts and things like that. I'm happy to oblige, you know, because that's part of my mission. And so it's just like anything in life. Sometimes, you know, it won't work, but, you know, you're not going to get what you don't ask for. And I think the more human and realizing that the person on the other end is a human and the more that you can connect with them, you know, the, the, the higher the likelihood that, they're going to get a response or that they'll even just see your email. I mean, the thing is just because you don't get a response doesn't mean they didn't see your email. I see all the emails that I get, but I, I certainly don't have enough time to, to write back to all of them. Logan, I'm really excited to jump into the functionality of Topia, but first let's discuss the milieu in which it was created. You live in the UK. Do you feel like the UK is behind the US a little bit in the fire movement? hundred percent. It definitely is. I think, you know, a couple of years, maybe five years behind the, the US. You know, the reason I say that, I think even from a kind of content standpoint, the number of FI blogs and podcasts falls far shorter than, than what there is out there in the US. But, you know, I think that's exciting because you know, the, U, the UK is, is growing a lot in terms of the FI space. And kind of being a part of that growth, helping to, to promote that growth is, is, is incredibly exciting. So given that fact that the UK is a little bit behind, what made you decide to jump right to the app? Like there's plenty of people who are doing the spreadsheets, they're doing the calculators, they're doing the podcasts and the blogs. How did you kind of zone in and say, okay, we need a fire app specifically? I just I just looked at the problem and kind of looked at looked at wanted what I wanted to achieve and what my vision was and you know to me it was just a simple choice of if if I want to unlock this vision of kind of blowing up um, FI and making it ultra accessible the way to do that is an app and you've seen apps do that to kind of other industries and other problems and I just saw it kind of you know clear as day that that the way to achieve this and the way to kind of make the most of of my time and what I want to achieve is to get this app up and running and um, on top of that you know there, there there were a few kind of specific points which which only an app could really address to add quite a lot of value and you already 
you already spoke about one, which is the whole kind of Excel spreadsheet conundrum of, of people building out these monster Excel spreadsheets. You know, if you really want to solve that problem and, and, and you want to get a much kind of wider audience involved, then, then you know, an app which, which is far more intelligent and kind of simplified to kind of do those calculations and, and, and update someone's kind of FI timeline. It, it, was just, it was just a way to go in my eyes. Yeah, one of the greatest things about Topia is just how focused it is on helping the user understand the core concepts of fire while making progress as quickly as possible. There's a really amazing onboarding flow that I've seen multiple versions of where, you know, it it helps you understand that whenever you're buying anything, you are trading your future freedom for it. You know, there's this idea of the Topia number, which is how many days of freedom that you're getting, which is, you know, built built off of one of the ideas in my book and, you know, really makes it tangible. And the thing for me is I was so limited when I wrote the book that I couldn't build an app. I really wanted to, but so I had to build, you know, 12 different calculators. And so even though the calculators, which now, you know, get, you know, thousands of visitors a month, you still have to go in and add everything manually. All those calculators pretty much have been built into the app. And so it does the calculations for you. So everything, you know, from your net worth to your savings rate to your FI number, you know, it's all baked into a really simple process. So people don't have to go a ton of different places to try to do all of this. It really hones in on those essential numbers that you need to track so you can accelerate your journey, which, which is something that I love. Logan, tell us about the specific functionality of the app. What is offered? What are the services? What do people really like or use most in it? Yeah, for sure. And just you know, touching on on um, the onboarding, which Grant mentioned. I mean, initially we want someone to come on to Topia and just get to that aha moment as soon as possible. And that aha moment is, you know, this is what FI is. I can achieve it. Um, this is how it's going to change my life. And just starting to understand the different levers you can pull to get you there as quickly as possible. And we spent, again, as Grant said, a lot of time you know, working closely with him to perfect those levers because that's really important. Because what I see time and time again in the FI community is people hear about it, they kind of research into it and then just get a little bit lost. Maybe they get lost in the calculations and the tracking, but a lot of people kind of fall off the fire wagon. And the onboarding for us was crucial to kind of fix that problem initially and to, to you know, really get people on the FI journey. So that, that, that's one of the big functionalities. And then as you move into Topia, we wanted to kind of automate everything as much as possible so you can connect in all of your investment, mortgage, debt accounts into Topia, which means your FI timeline updates in real time. And you can see everything which happens in your kind of financial life on Topia. So, you know, you invested an extra hundred hundred dollars this month. Topia will update and say, look, you know, you just bought yourself three weeks, four weeks of, of freedom. So that's a big value add as well. And then you know, on top of that kind of core functionality, what we've tried to do is kind of bake into our feature sets, these these different features, which just help our users kind of rethink whether they can further optimize their finances. And what I like to say in Topia is as, as soon as you come into Topia, it's no longer about investing your money or saving your money. It's all about accruing time, which you can then spend in the future. And, and we've touched on some of those features, but it's all about, you know, if you if you pledge to invest an extra 
hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, you know, you're always buying yourself time. And it's that kind of aha moment where you think, hang on, a hundred dollars is is what? Three, three months of or four months of reading. I mean, every, even even for me, like the power of compounding and how that translates into time I'm I'm acquiring for me in the future blows my mind. So we kind of sprinkle those those features onto Topia. And the output of that is to make people always look to optimize and always look to reduce their time to FI so we can get people to that end goal as soon as possible because that's our job. Um, that's our mission. And on top of that, you know, the, the final functionality I'll mention is is this kind of community element where you can come onto Topia and, and we've got our own community built into the app. You can converse with other people on the FI roadmap and on the FI journey. And then final thing I mentioned, this is still in the pipeline, but to be released early next year is we're looking to bring in our own kind of Topia fund. And um, the idea being that users can set up their own FI journey, they can track, we help them get there quickly. And then we've got our own in-house fire fund, which people can start their investment journey. So that last bit of functionality, Logan, is interesting. My understanding is that will be eventually your play to monetize. Is that correct? That's correct. That's correct. So what we're finding at the moment is users come onto Topia, they set up their journey, they start tracking. And if they're not already investing, they're leaving Topia to then set up their investments elsewhere. And when they leave, you know, they're, they're, they're paying platform fees and fund fees to other providers. So you've, 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 you've hit on a good point. It's kind of how, how Topia looks to monetize. And you know, if, if, our, if our vision and mission is to help people reach FI as soon as possible, it just never felt quite right to kind of slap on fees left, right and center to our users because that's taking money out of their fire fund. It's taking money um, you know, out of their pockets and, and elongating their time. So we thought, you know, how can we manufacture a win-win scenario where you know, we're still helping our users get to FI, but we're still producing that kind of revenue stream, which is making Topia kind of sustainable in the long term. And and it was exactly that. It was saying, hey, instead of jumping off to Vanguard or, or, or XYZ and starting your investment journey or investing in those funds, if you do it on Topia, then Topia gets the kind of platform fee and the fund fee and, and, and it's a win-win for everyone. Grant, you were brought on as advisor for Topia. Tell me about your first thoughts as you saw the prototype and as you've seen Topia evolve. I first saw the prototype, I think it was, er- yeah, it was earlier this year. So it was about a year ago was the first version that I saw, which in any app, you know, getting to the first version is, is, is really difficult. And it already had a number of the key functionality pieces built in. You know, since that time, I can say that the Topia team, you know, this this is what they're waking up every morning thinking about and going to bed thinking about. And that's one of the things that a bunch of people in their 20s building a technology, you can see literally how rapidly this this can evolve. And so even in the feedback that I provide, Logan takes it to the team, you know, those changes are made within a day. So it's rapid iteration. To Logan's point, the mission is to help people reach financial independence faster. And every every piece of functionality, every edit, every design change is designed to help do that. The great thing about apps is you have a lot of information on how people are engaging with them. And so you can make tweaks to eliminate the friction point of the journey. So this is one of those great things where it's like you can see where people are dropping off and then it becomes a design question. What do you change to get people to take that next step and keep going? Because at the end of the day, you know, we know that the math of phi isn't hard to comprehend. 
you know, there's the hard part of the psychology, which is, you know, choosing to live your life differently than people around you. And then the third piece is really the accountability. It's doing the work. And so this is designed to help people do that as easy as possible. I mean, you set it up and it runs in your pocket 24 hours a day and you can engage with it on your own terms. And, you know, it really works. I mean, that's the cool thing is that, you know, you can get set up in, in, in less than five minutes and have your entire financial life there with recommendations for the things that you should focus on and also the motivation. I mean, we all know that, you know, tracking your net worth, for example, on your FI journey, it's kind of your, like your scorecard, but this has your savings rate and your FI date and all those other pieces embedded as well. And, and different features resonate for different people. And I, I feel like they've really honed in on that sweet spot of, of something that, you know, if I was starting my journey, this is the app that I would open every morning when, when drinking my coffee as opposed to any others. And I, th- you know, that was certainly a high bar. And there are other apps, to your point, there are other apps like this, but they're all web-based, you know, they're kind of old school. They're, you know, there are other tools out there, but there's nothing like this that, that's designed to, to help you get there quickly. Logan, tell us how Topia has evolved, especially after you were out of the beta phase and people were actually using it on a regular basis. Yeah, well, following on from from one of Grant's points, I think the, the key thing when we transitioned out of out of beta and went and, and went into live mode is just the amount of data we suddenly had at our disposal of you know what's working, what's not working, and the kind of I'm I'm, I'm getting used to it now, but initially the kind of mind boggling thing about building an app is you know you're so sure of one thing, you know, I'm so sure that this feature is going to be you know the hottest thing and that people are going to be spending their time on it, and then you know you wait a week, you onboard a cohort, and then you think hang on, no, why, why, why is no one using that? And then it's, it's, it's really, really interesting. And, 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 you know, you go back in and you, you know, we, I've got, we've got a big ethos within the team as we, we, you know, we want to build this with the community. We're constantly talking to people. What, you know, why didn't you like that? You know, how do you want us to improve it? What's your kind of dream feature you'd like us to introduce? Um, and we combine that with the data to, as Grant said, you know, rapidly iterate and, and move Topia forward. And we're on this really exciting kind of train of momentum where, you know, every time we release an update, our users are kind of waiting to see what that is, excited to see what kind of new functionality we've kind of added in. And we, we, we just want to you know, carry on on that cycle and, and not stop until we get to that kind of perfect FI app, which is, which is a lean, mean machine of helping people reach, reach the ultimate destination of, of FI. And Logan, remind me, Topia right now is available in the UK on iOS devices, but it's rolling out on Android devices and to the United States as well as some other countries soon. Is that right? Correct. Right now, it's just iOS in the UK. Next, it will be Android in the UK. We've got a couple of, uh, we've got wait lists popped up in kind of other countries and we are in the new year looking out, looking to start rolling it out into into other countries. I, I can't give a kind of specific time frame on kind of when that will happen, but it is on the roadmap at some point. We are talking to Logan Leckie, the creator of the first fire app Topia and Grant Sabatier, who is a backer of the project as well as the author of Financial Freedom. We're going to take a short break. I'm Doc G and this is the Earn and Invest podcast. You know what? I love our meals from Factor. My son started getting them about a year ago when he needed a quick alternative to meals on the go. 
But where we've really enjoyed them is we've been remodeling our kitchen. That's right. We've had no access to our kitchen for the last few weeks. And some nights we just had no idea what to do for a meal. That is where Factor came in. We would just pop the meal in the microwave and two minutes later we'd have a fantastic meal. You can do the exact same thing, and there's tons of variety. Choose from a weekly menu of 35 options, including Calorie Smart, Keto, Protein Plus, or Vegan and Veggie. Also discover more than 60 add-ons every week. These are chef-prepared meals, and let me tell you, they are delicious. No fuss, no mess. You just put it in the microwave, and two minutes later... You have a meal. This is tailored to your schedule. You can customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Head to factormeals.com slash earn50 and use your code earn50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code earn50 at factormeals.com slash earn50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. I don't know about you, but watching the stock market nowadays feels like riding an unpredictable roller coaster of inflation and volatility. But there's a bright side to this wild ride. You've probably never been more motivated to reevaluate your portfolio mix. And what better way to build an intelligent portfolio than with a tangible investment, one that you probably thought was only for museums and mansions of millionaires? I'm talking about blue chip art, an alternative asset class with little correlation to public equities over the past two decades, which means when the market goes down, a well-diversified art portfolio might not. In fact, art prices have outpaced the S&P 500 from 1995 to 2020. So it's no wonder that many billionaires have quietly been investing an average of 10-30% to of their wealth in artwork for generations. Now you can too with Masterworks. Masterworks is the $1 billion fintech startup unlocking the once-exclusive art market, allowing you to add paintings from iconic artists like Banksy, Picasso, and Basquiat to your portfolio. And Masterworks is even giving my listeners priority access to their newest offerings. Get started at masterworks.io slash EAI. Again, that's masterworks.io slash EAI. See important disclaimers at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. Let me reintroduce you. We are talking to Grant Sabatier. He is the author of Financial Freedom, as well as Logan Leckie, the creator of the Topia app. And today we are talking about app building and the FIRE movement. Logan, let's talk about the beginnings of the Topia app. We mentioned that you were talking about eventually creating funds as a form of eventual monetization. How did you fund the original app? Where did the money come from? What sources did you tap into? Yeah, great question. So you know, in the early days, I think the one caveat and maybe why, you know, other people haven't ventured into the kind of FI app space is, you know, it does, you do incur a cost to get an app up and running. And it was something which, you know, I debated a lot in the early days of how best to do that. We, you know, we didn't have investors at our disposal in those early days. We knew that we needed to get some sort of MVP slash beta up and running to then, you know, get some sort of funding to take us to the next level. So, you know, I'm sure I'm sure it happens with, you know, all entrepreneurs. It's it's about finding that way. It's about pushing hard. It's about persistence. And that that's what I did. I, I, you know, I kept talking to different developers. I kept trying to find someone who would 
you know, build on certain terms, which, 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 you know, I could fulfill. And eventually we, you know, we, you know, we found our developer who, who we've still got today, who, who just offered, you know, and, and a really great deal for us, which was a little bit of cash up front, but then the rest could be kind of paid at a later date. So it was kind of working on that kind of sweat equity basis and with, you know, cash, cash being paid to the paid to him in the future. And it's, it's, it's even just listen, listen to me say that it sounds quite easy, but it wasn't. I spoke to a lot of people. <laughs> I got a lot of ridiculous quotes and I got a lot of people telling me to get lost and stop trying to haggling them down. And that was it. And, and once, once that, that took a while and once we got that, we knew kind of what we thought we needed to build from an MVP standpoint to then warrant us kind of going out and trying to raise a, you know, a small kind of pre-seed round and to take us to the next level. And, and, and that's what we did earlier this year. We raised a kind of small pre-seed round of investment, which is what's fueled this kind of last eight months of kind of really intense growth, iteration and, and development. I want to be clear about this because a lot of people are trying to jump into entrepreneurship. So you started by self-funding, making deals with people, promising them some payment in the future. But eventually when you got a beta up, you were able to get to that pre-seed level where you had something to show to investors and say, hey, this is what we got. And then you were able to get funding that way. Exactly that. Exactly that. So there are many people out there who have a great idea. And I've heard, I can't tell you how many friends that I've sat down and said, hey, I got this great idea. We should build this app to do something. Most people don't go through with it. Talk about the difficulties of building an app in general. So I think, you know, the way I approached it is, look, you know, if I want to do this, it's going to cost me a lot of time, a lot of energy and you know, self-funding in the early days. So I, I made sure and I'd recommend this to, to other people, you know, make sure that you validated that there is a need for what you want to build. So you don't expend all that energy, time and, and, and money building something which, which no one needs. So to begin with, just to give myself the kind of assurance I needed to make that commitment and completely kind of pivot in, in my career and life, I Spent a lot of time, again, speaking to people in the community. I was on you know, forums, um, doing surveys, jumping on calls. You know, I think I spoke to over 200 people from the FIRE community, not five-minute conversations, like half an hour sit-downs of, you know, would this add value? I was like mapping out kind of prototypes on Figma and, and kind of pushing them around. And, and only when, you know, I was incredibly sure that you know, this app could, this app definitely could add a lot of value um, did I take that plunge and that in itself should give you a lot of confidence and if you don't get to that end of that process and you're not thinking hell yeah this is it um, let's go then then think again or kind of carry on testing or kind of pivoting a bit but but that definitely gave me the confidence and then you know it's, it's testament to the FI community as well because they're so willing to kind of jump on a half an hour call with me on you know Thursday or Tuesday evening and give me that feedback and and to kind of it, it's it's always a rocky rocky road building you know any sort of business any sort of app and there are ups and downs and you know it was when you're having a bit 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 more of a down moment that again it was a feedback I was getting in from the community seeing people you know comment on a feedback post I was doing saying looks great can't wait for this or oh that would be awesome if if that worked it just really does you know help help motivate you forwards and kind of build that confidence but. There are there are lots of ups and downs and 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 I say it's you know almost like a roller coaster and when you're on one of those highs you need to ride it and you need to remember it because before you know it you're going to be on one of those downs whether that's a bug you just can't work out where on earth it's coming from and why it's causing the app to break every um, you know four seconds in the beta stage 
and you're kind of pulling your hair out you know you need to remember that that high moment you had two weeks ago because you know you'll get back up so that, that that's what i'd say to, to to anyone you know aspiring to jump into the entrepreneurial or kind of app space you know validate it first build kind of great people around you and um, like i'd grant a couple other advisors great developer great team and then just just ride the highs and, and push through the lows and Logan, when did you have the confidence to say, I can leave my regular income? I can step away from the nine to five and do this full time. It was after that, that research process I went through where I was kind of deep diving into the FI community. And, and like I said, when I came out of that with, with, with so much confidence of, you know, I really think this app could, could add a lot of value. I really think it could kind of take the FI community to the next level. And, you know, I thought this is it. And it's one of those big moments in life where, you know, for me, it's all my life's always been you either go all in or, or, or you don't. And I just thought, you know, sod it. I don't like my job particularly that much anyway. I'm going to go all in with this. And, you know, Grant, haven't haven't looked back since. So great decision. Grant, talk about that a little bit. I mean, we discussed the fact that we're probably a little bit ahead of the UK and the US, maybe five years ahead in this path. Why hasn't someone else done a Fire app before? I mean, Topia, I really believe, is quite different from anything that's out on the market right now. We've got a bunch of smart people in this movement. What do you think the reticence has been to, to do an app before this? So Topia is by no means the first Fire app. There have been others that I've known about and seen built and not released and, you know, or sort of languish. But it's the first app that's actually come to market with all of the key functionality that I think it will take to be successful. And it also has a really passionate founder whose life has been changed by financial independence. And I think those are two of the key recipes here for success. Because at the end of the day, you know, when you invest in anything, you're investing in the people that are creating it, not just the thing itself. And while there is a ton of passionate people in the fire movement in the US, I feel like a lot of the technology that's been developed has been from people who aren't really in the fire movement. They're people who are trying to take advantage of the fire movement. So even this idea of the fire fund that Logan brings up, that one of the largest investment management firms in the entire world had this idea two and a half years ago. I sat on a focus group and talked about it. You know, there's been people trying this and trying to make it work behind the scenes. But the challenge is none of them were a 25 year old guy, you know, whose life has changed by this and wants to share it with the world. And those are two different things. And so I, I think it's just right person, right idea, right moment. I actually love the idea that Topia is starting in the UK. The US app market is extre- not that, that the UK market isn't extremely competitive, but I think I think it's going to be successful worldwide because it started in the UK. I think it's allowing us to to test out new ideas and features, you know, at a certain scale that then when we come to the US, you know, all those kinks will be worked out and we'll, you know, we'll have a, a specific game plan. I think in the US, the marketing will take care of itself because the value is so high you know, for, for the app. So I'm, I'm excited about all of those uh, in individual pieces. You know, it's not lost on us that other people are likely developing this, you know, at the same time. But, you know, one of my favorite books of all time is Blue Ocean Strategy, which I encourage anyone who's interested in entrepreneurship to read. And it's about creating a non-replicable set of conditions in order to gain a competitive advantage. And so that's one of the things I think Logan's 
done extremely well with this app and just the team behind it. And yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for it. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting idea. I feel like in the United States too, a lot of the people who are very passionate about the fire movement are actually financially independent. So some of the impetus to put in the time to really build such a granular and important app like Topia is, I just don't know if they have the quote unquote fire to do that as much as someone maybe at the beginning of their career. Yeah. And as Logan, I've talked about this, like the thing that's going to make this successful is being a highly valuable, high quality product. Because at the end of the day, what happens in the app space and like most technologies is that people often build it and then they get tens of millions do- tens of millions of dollars of investment and they spend a vast majority of that marketing going out to acquire customers. And I know that because I've been, you know, on the side of, you know, being an affiliate for some of the top apps, you know, in, in the United States, and they spend a significant amount of money to get a customer. Sometimes they have large enough pockets and funders that they can make that successful. But for most people, the biggest challenge is getting users, even when you build a great technology. But it's the technology itself that if it's good enough, then people tell their friends and people around them. And then the marketing and the growth takes care of itself. And you know what we're seeing now with Topia is just week over week, 20 plus, 25 plus percent growth rate, consistent. People are sharing this. They're spreading it. It's only been live for about a month. And, you know, it, it's just growing exponentially because people are getting value from it and they're sharing it with people because, because they believe in it. And I think that's going to be a core part of the success of Topia because there is that value and it's naturally baked into to the technology. Grant, let's talk about fintech in general. We've certainly seen the rise of fintech over the last few years. How important do you think it is in the fire movement today? Yeah, I mean, the fintech space is is really fascinating. I think finally, the financial technology space is is catching up to other areas of technology. The thing is, oftentimes, the money world is full of greed. And so the money that flows into the money world is, is used to create, you know, products ultimately that are designed to just get a bunch of new customers into a bank or you know, something like that. Now, you know, younger people mostly have a much more sort of social conscious lens. And I'm saying that to the effect of apps are really democratizing everything in the finance world at a speed that, you know, the large financial companies really can't keep up with. And so what you're seeing is obviously you've got, you know, the Robin Hoods, you know, of, of the world. And then, and then now in the decentralized finance space, you've got, you know, tons of people you know, who, who are launching technologies that completely remove the bank, you know, as the middleman in a financial transaction through different smart contracts and lending. And there's just incredible things happening in the space through the personal finance lens. I mean, ultimately the holy grail is how do you have an app or technology that does a lot of your financial life and manages it for you? So you don't have to do very much. I mean, you see this with you know, Wealthfront's, you know, new uh, automated savings features, and those are getting more complex. You know, I think you've had Chris Hutchins, you know, on on the show, you know, who's head of product over there. They're doing remarkable things when it comes to automating your financial life. So you can get out of your own way. And I think in the fire space, it's, it's, it's beyond time to have an app designed to help you accelerate your financial independence. And Topia really is it. It's, it's designed in a way that I think it'll be very challenging 
for any other company to come in and, you know, do what Logan and his team has done it, has done, you know, already. And yeah, I mean, the proof's really in the pudding. So I encourage anyone in the UK who's listening to this, you know, download the app, check it out, test it. It's completely free. And and if you like it, you'll use it. And if not, you won't. And and we really stand behind the the quality of, of the technology and, and the app and the team and you know, really believe in it. This is the first startup investment that I've made myself personally, you know, and, and only the second time that I've been an advisor on anything. And so it it means so much to me. And I'm just really excited for people to use it. Logan, let's talk a little about the future evolution of the FIRE movement. One of the tensions I think you see with any movement as it grows is the commercialization. It seems to me it's very important for you with Topia, and I've seen this in your literature and on the website, to not appear to be specifically a commercial entity in the sense that you know I believe there are a lot of people who are taking advantage of the popularity of the FIRE movement. How is that baked into the app and, and how you talk about the app to the populace? Fundamentally, if, if, if you boil it right down, it, it's who Topia is. I mean, you know, quite literally born out of the community. I was part of the community myself. I saw the problem firsthand. I had this vision of what FI could, could become. And, you know, everything we've done up until now has followed through with that kind of those core ingredients of who Topia is as a company and, and and who we want to be. And I think it's really important that, you know, everyone who comes on this journey is completely aligned with that vision. And, you know, a great example is Grant, right? I mean, completely aligned to Topia's vision, who we are and what we want to achieve. And I have been in situations, you know, with with with, with investors where, you know, it looks like that they're, they're, they're not aligned to who we are and you know, we don't want that conflict we don't want a stakeholder to, to to not believe in our vision and we draw a very kind of hard line in in the sand around that and i think following those principles have been kind of testament to to how we've how we've managed to kind of you know not follow that kind of classic kind of fintech trap of, of, of falling into the pits of just commercialization commercializing everything and, and, and that's what we want to follow through with in the future. We want to bring the right people on. We want to bring the right advisors on, the right team on, the right investors on, so we can really fulfill this product. And, you know, we we want to build and, and, and not just, you know, business, but something with an incredible purpose, which is going to change people's lives. And that's what FI can do. And that's what we have the opportunity to do at Topia is to change you know, millions more people's lives. And there's no doubt that being FI pursuing FI has the power to do that. And we want to accelerate that and going down any sort of funky route of, you know, over overly commercializing something like this will just pull us right out of this journey we're in. So to summarize, we've been very careful with it up until now and, and moving forwards, you know, we, we we're again going to be incredibly careful to make sure we've got the right people on the bus and, and that I, I stick to our true purpose and, and, and our true ingredients. Logan, I've noticed there are a lot of people who don't necessarily buy into the FIRE branding, especially young people who are into personal finance, maybe they're into entrepreneurship or investing. What does the Topia app have to offer for them? Is it still a place that they should check out? Definitely, definitely. And it's something which we're working on at the moment, which is I think FIRE or FIRE sometimes can be painted in a bad light, especially from kind of media outlets of this kind of extremist group who kind of live in tents and don't spend any money and you know, re- re- reach FI. But you know, 
first things first, that's simply not the case. And secondly, what we're what we want to build into Topia is a much more kind of different flavors of fire. And it you know, there is a wide spectrum. There are lots of different ways you can be FI. And what we want to build into our app is hey, this is a spectrum. Here are the levers you can pull to kind of see and um, where you fall on the spectrum and kind of how that impacts your life now and your life when you're FI. And you can pick your flyer fire flavor and you can get going. And you know, I constantly speak to people who don't follow the kind of mantra of, you know, FI or nothing. And a great example is a user I spoke to last week. He was on the journey to, to, to FI, thought he wanted to kind of RE. Then he had his first kid and he thought, you know, crikey, you know, I don't want to go to work on Monday. I want to watch my kid grow up. And he did that because he could, because he was FI and he decided to take, you know, a three year break, had no worries, no financial concerns doing it because he had this growing FI kind of nest egg, took those three years off. And then, you know, when I spoke to him, he was kind of back to a three day work week and he's kind of accessing little snippets of his kind of fine nest egg at different times of his life. And, you know, I think, I think that's a great example of just how wide the spectrum is. So there are different levels of FI and, you know, I'm very, very certain that, you know, you can find one which suits you. And as you grow as a person and as, you know, you, you, you plow on with your life, it can change. And again, you just have the levers at your disposable. Topia makes it very, very easy and simple to understand them. And as you grow, you can you can kind of change change your kind of FI outlook and and kind of what where you sit on that on 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 that spectrum. Logan, I feel like your story is interesting for two specific reasons. One is what Topia is and being a fire app and how you build it, but the other is the story of entrepreneurship and how you got to where you are today. There are a lot of people out there who are excited and interested in entrepreneurship, but they just don't really know how to start. After taking this journey you've taken, and I'll ask Grant the same thing afterwards, what's something you can tell people about like that first step when you're saying, I really want to pursue entrepreneurship, but I have no idea where to begin? Sure. So it's it's actually popped up a couple of times already on this podcast, but I'm a massive believer in just reaching out to people who have been there and done that. And I think you'll be amazed at how receptive people are. And, you know, the classic example is, you know, I reached out to Grant, you know, a lot of people would have thought he won't reply, he won't get back in touch, there's no point. So someone who's, you know, really interested in it, but just doesn't know how to take that first step, I would say number one, just reach out to entrepreneurs who have been there and done it. I'm sure they'll be more than happy to you know, at least give you some advice, bit of mentorship along the way. You know, I'm incredibly receptive to people who you know ask me about it. That's step one, and just to help you kind of understand the pitfalls to avoid and kind of what you need to go through. And then secondly, you know, making sure that you know, you've done a bit of research, you really understand the problem which you're trying to solve, and building the kind of right foundations that you know, if you wanted to, you can then take that plunge and kind of really pursue that entrepreneurial venture. But definitely try and tap into as much insight as you can. And even even before that, even, you know, I know lots of people who kind of want to be an entrepreneur, but just haven't had that kind of eureka idea moment. And in that sense, you know, read up on entrepreneurship, kind of almost prepare yourself for battle. So when you do have that idea, you know, you can hit the ground running. Grant, you've been part of a number of successful businesses and created some yourself. Is there any one piece of advice or one place to start when you're just getting the inkling that this could be the life for you? Two things. Number one, find something that you're extremely passionate about that you're going to enjoy working on and doing, even if you can't make money doing it. 
say for the next six months to a year. Because I can tell you 99% of the most successful investors and entrepreneurs that I know, they really care about what they're creating. And so if you don't care, you're already behind and you're likely going to fail. It's just that challenging. And number two, to Logan's credit and in his story, he took the time to understand the market. What could he offer? What could he do differently? What did the market want? You know, Gary Vee says that the market is ultimately, you know, the, the arbiter, the market decides. So no matter how passionate you are and how great your thing is, if you can't sell it or people don't buy it or they don't want it, then it didn't matter, right? You, you, you didn't align it correctly. And so to Logan's point, conducting over 200 interviews with people in the fire movement, having countless conversations, I see just the amount of effort and heart that he puts into this entrepreneurship, like most things in life, is very challenging. And so being passionate about it and your topic that you're interested in, and then actually doing the work and the research, which most, most people don't do. They just get so excited. They just launch something. Take the time, research your competitors, read everything that you can about it. You know, I like to recommend people take a month or two before launching anything just to do that type of a deep dive. You're going to learn a lot about how you can do something unique and you're going to learn whether or not there's an actual opportunity. And most people miss one of those two things. I have to tell you, I'm real excited for Topia to come to the US. It is a financial independence retire early app. And we just don't have many of those available that are successful. This will be the first that I've encountered specifically in my own fire journey, the biggest aha moment or step was understanding the vocabulary and the math. And it sounds to me like Topia pretty much solves that problem in a very easy to use manner. And I think we all could use that ability. I want to end this episode the way I end every episode by asking you what's up next with your life and where we can find you. Logan, tell us what's up next for Topia and if people want to reach out, how they can find you. Yeah, what's up next is lots of exciting things in the in the feature pipeline. We're going to continue pushing hard, continue adding value and, 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 and continue just accelerating um, Topia forward. How people can find me, you can always um, you know, reach out to me either you know, LinkedIn email i'll always respond i'll always get back to you and um, my email is logan at topia-app.com um, or you can find me on topia's website which is www.topia-app.com and grant what's up next with you and where can people reach out to you if they want to ask questions stay tuned drop in financial freedom in uncertain times an experience that i've been filming over the past three months that Jordan is in. That's going to be dropping January 7th. So stay tuned. That'll be shared on social media at millennialmoneycom on Instagram. Or if you have any questions, just email me, grant at millennialmoney. And that's what's uh, coming up for me. And then helping Logan share uh, Topia across the world. Stay tuned. You know, hoping uh, we can launch this in the US in, in 2022. This has been the Earn and Invest Podcast. On behalf of myself, Doc G, I'd like to thank Logan Leckie and Grant Sabatier. That's a wrap. You know who recently reached a million downloads? Well, you guys saw me bragging about that for Earn and Invest on our Facebook group. But you know who else did? 
my friend Chad Carson at the Real Estate and Financial Independence with Coach Carson podcast. I love this podcast. If you are interested in real estate as an asset class, it is the place to go. Not only does the coach give you the tips and tricks to buy and sell real estate, flip houses, house hack, but he also has real life investors, proof of concept, people on the show to talk about their experiences. I really love this podcast. I think you should check it out. Go to coachcarson.com. Again, that's coachcarson.com. It is the Real Estate and Financial Independence Podcast. Take a listen. You won't regret it. Sweet. Awesome. awesome. Thanks. Thanks did, did, did we get everything out you needed to get done, Logan? I, I think it was awesome. Yeah, that was really good. Really enjoyed it, actually. Really good. I do have to shoot, guys. I've got, I've got an important call. Yeah, me too. Good luck, Logan. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The corporate world is like the ocean. It's alluring, but it's also full of deadly creatures that can shred you to pieces. It becomes kind of like a Game of Thrones political arena where everyone's trying to murder you to get your job. My family doesn't come from corporate backgrounds, so I didn't have any sort of guidance in that. This is not your typical work podcast. Sometimes you need to be empathetic. And then there are times that you ask for input, but you don't really give a shit. <laughs> Listen to the Ambie Award-nominated podcast, Surfing Corporate. Stretch opportunity. What is this, yoga class? Get out of here. <laughs> 